Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, today on the I Work For Him show, we're talking with Ed Coble about Impact Tampa Bay and how God is using Ed Coble to impact Tampa Bay business. Ed Coble, welcome to the show today. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's just such a pleasure to have you on there. I've heard so much about you, and I was thrilled to death that my buddy, our, our mutual friend, Eric Most, connected us up that day at Panera in uh, Tampa. And that, that Panera is the hopping place, the, the Panera at West Shore and Kennedy. I have run into more people at that place. It's quite an incredible place. That is uh, the Christian crossroads, uh, Jim. It seems to be the point uh, between both sides of the bay, people meet and greet, and uh, I am just amazed at how many times I'm in nearly across the street from our office, uh, and I see people in there, their Bible's open, uh, sometimes they're they're alone, studying, praying, other times with groups of 6, 8, 10, 12, uh, men, women, just in there uh, uh, doing Bible study and uh, loving the Lord. It's, it's a great spot. It's a pretty cool thing. Hey, uh, before we get into all the, the questions I want to ask, anybody you want to say hi to on the air today? You know, that's a great uh, question. There's probably too many. Uh, you know, we're involved in uh, building churches uh, in Africa and Vietnam and Thailand and uh, Russia. And so they're all hopefully uh, out there tuning in uh, to support uh, the show today. So uh, all our friends around the world, we uh, a warm Tampa greetings. And uh, and it is warm. It's a beautiful day in Tampa, and uh, we are blessed uh, to be here, Jim. 
All right. Hey, tell us about your family, Ed. I know that you've been married to your wife for quite a while, to, to, for a long time. I was reading about it in your bio. Tell us about your family. You know, uh, Becky and I met uh, in the marketplace over uh, 30 years ago, and um, we've been married 30. We dated uh, for about three and a half years, um, and uh, it's been a, it's amazing that she stayed with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that same way about my bride. I mean, we met 32 years ago, and I'm like, I don't know how I ended up to be so blessed with such an incredible woman. I, I'm a lucky guy, that's for sure. Yeah, Becky really didn't like me at the beginning. I, I was fresh out of the military, and I was cocky and arrogant and had, you know, just a whole bunch of bad, ugly sinful ways about me and uh she saw that and was uh, pretty pretty much disgusted uh although we we did work together off and on she ran a title company and i was uh, buying and selling uh properties when i started uh, my first real estate business after getting out of the military and um so we worked together and and uh, so she was forced to uh work with me by her superiors but didn't really want to Ed, start off with telling us about how Christ impacted your life. Well, you know, I met uh, the Lord through uh, through some loving guys, really. And when I got started into real estate, buying, you know, little fixer-upper properties, single-family homes, small commercial, small apartment buildings, um, back in the late uh, 70s, the the big thing then was networking and uh, of course we didn't have all the social electronic networking that we have today so um, there would be receptions and luncheons and business associations that would um, have these networking events and and I would attend them and I I met some guys that um, were in real estate they were uh, leaders in the community they were strong confident humble men and uh, they had something about them that was special. Not just that they were successful and, um, and real estate guys, and, and so I was drawn to them, and uh, my, my attraction to them was you know, pr- purely self-centered. I, I wanted to learn more about real estate. They were successful real estate operators. I wanted to be around them. As I got closer and closer to them, I saw that there there was this distinction about them, this quiet confidence, uh, this humility, and I found that they were lovers of Christ. And, you know, I had gone to church on a very limited basis growing up, um, didn't really understand anything about uh, a relationship with Christ. And uh, these guys took me under the wing. They started to talk to me about real estate, but more importantly, they started talking to me about Jesus, and um, I found myself in a Bible study, and then these guys uh, got me to go to these crazy uh, Christian businessmen's luncheons once a month where a business leader would share his or her story about Christ and how they came to know Christ. And <clears throat> and uh, I hung around for the real estate knowledge, not really wanting to have anything to do with this Christianity stuff, but... Um, what began to um, pack me, Jim, was that um, these guys took time to invest uh, time away from their business, time away from their families, and uh, to pray for me, to be with me, to teach me the Word of God. Um, and there was no nothing I could do for them to, to pay them back. And um, 
as uh, uh, ultimately uh, six or seven months into it, I, I was at a CBMC luncheon with these guys, and I prayed to receive Christ, and my life began to change. But those early days, Jim, have impacted me today, whereby I try to be mentoring a handful of guys um, personally, uh, and a lot of times it's you know it's people in the business sphere as you opened your show in the marketplace in business that I meet on Wall Street or at real estate projects across the country and begin to share a little bit about um, this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords. And uh, it's an amazing journey, and it's been part of the fabric of my life that I've tried very intentionally to build into my life to take other men on this journey, introduce them to Jesus Christ, and more importantly, Jim, to help them not be a nominal Christian. Because I was a nominal Christian for, for over 20 years, and what I mean by that, Jim, is I prayed to receive Christ, um, as I just mentioned, and then I had some mentors, and I had some basic apologetics, and um, and I knew I was going to heaven, Jim, but I didn't have the power that you read about in the Old and New Testament, and I didn't have that deep personal relationship with Christ that you uh, read about um, in uh, in in the New Testament. All right, in the first section of our show, we just started getting talk, talking with Ed Coble about Impact Tampa Bay and more about how God is using Ed Coble to impact Tampa Bay. Ed, thanks for being on the show today. All right, you were just starting to talk about uh, really how the first 20 years of your walk with Christ were pretty, let's just say, pretty meager, that, that you weren't real deep, and that in the last 10 years that more things, more impact has been made. Talk about how your, your faith walk got deeper. Well, I had the privilege uh, through the CEO Forum, um, which is a group of uh, hundreds of uh, uh, C-suite executives uh, around the country that get together a couple times a year and uh, encourage one another in their walk with Christ and really living out Christ in their business. And it's exciting, Jim, because we're talking about you know guys like the president of FedEx and Walmart and Procter and Gamble, some of the biggest you know Fortune 100 companies in America. And uh, as a part of CEO Forum, uh, about six years ago, I had a chance to go through what they call their Spiritual Leadership Institute, which is a three-year class led by Henry and Richard Blackaby and Richard Case, which really took uh, my uh, study of the Lord and turned it upside down. For example, Dr. Blackaby, in our first session with um, those types of executives I just mentioned and and little uh, teeny-weeny me, said, hey, how many guys here have uh, quiet time? Well, you know, you've got six guys that are all A personalities. We all raised our hand. And the long story short, Jim, the average quiet time for those six executives was six minutes, and um, which is pretty pretty sad and pretty pathetic. And um, and so Dr. Blackaby, in, in, his, in, the, in the wise ways that only he can say it, he said, well, uh, since you're spending time with... Uh, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and Creator of the Universe. What would you say if if you started your quiet time and you didn't get up and leave until He said it was time for you to leave? And of course, everyone in the room said, "Well, that can't be done. I run a huge company, and I do this, and I have to work out, or 
I got to take the kids to school. You know, everybody had many, many reasons why they couldn't do that. Um, Dr. Blackaby challenged us to do it, and um, and amazingly, um, we all began to do it. And um, the results, Jim, um, were just staggering for for each of the six guys in that class. Um, we we started to do it. And I'll never forget, you know, my, my first time, you know, I, I thought, well, I'm going to take my typical five, six minutes and, uh, you know, I'm going to try to make it ten, you know, a little tiny goal. And uh, and an hour flew by. And then, you know, as weeks went on, more and more time. And so it's really um, the, the, the time with the Lord has just grown and become richer. And and really where Henry and, and uh, Richard were taking us is, how do you have a quiet time? And we call it abiding with him. How do you have a time hmm. for abiding with him, John 15? And uh, where you're journaling, uh, you're speaking to him, he's speaking to you, and you're really walking away with your plan for the day. And, of course, that's for uh, your wife, which you were just talking about. That's for your kids. That's for your business. That's for every aspect of your being. And um, as as uh, the, the six of us went through that class, you know, over the next three years, um, you know, we started to see incredible changes um, in in our lives, uh, in our in our in our wives, in our marriages, in every aspect of of what we do, and of course uh, in in our business, uh, in in very big ways. So it's been uh, it's been an incredible journey. So. Going from nominal to abiding is, uh, and quite frankly, Jim, that's the most exciting part of my life, whether in a group setting or one-on-one with guys, teaching them how to go through uh, this abiding process. And it, I say the word process is really a wrong, wrong word. It's not really a process. It's not really a check box, you know, check the box on here are the, you know, I can tell you the steps and I can tell you what what I do and what we learn to do, but it it really can be summed up in relationship. You know, building that relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, that that's that's the essence of it. And that's all in the last six years. That the yes, that's fantastic. All right, so you've been married to the same woman for thir- over 30 years and, and also been a big business guy for those 30 years, been big in real estate. You've seen a lot of ups and a lot of downs in those last 30 years. How has being in business made an impact on your marriage, and what are you doing to keep your marriage spicy and alive today? Mm. Well, a couple of questions in there. Um, you know, they, you know, I would say... The early years, uh, I was completely distorted, and uh, you know, I thought, um, you know, I'll work hard, you take care of the house, and uh, be happy with that. I'm the pro- I'm the great uh, hunter provider, <laughs> and, and that was a disaster. Um, and uh, um, and then um, you know, as, as I matured a little bit and saw that that wasn't working, you know, you, you sort of learn as you go. Um, and and uh, what what we've uh, you know w- sort of the beautiful place where we are now is um, she has uh, you know been able to mentor her and on abiding and uh, abiding is so key for for a marriage because let me let me tell you it's 
beauty and its simplicity, Jim. Okay. The the Holy Spirit, when we when we think about the Holy Spirit, you have the same Holy Spirit that I have. So if you and I were business partners and um you know, I wanted to go left and you wanted to go right, the the Holy Spirit's in the middle of that. So until we have unity uh on whether to go left, right or nowhere at all, just sit and wait, the Holy Spirit's gonna intervene in our relationship. And if we're both mature and we're both abiding, we're gonna be able to accept that and go that way. And it's and, and in a marriage relationship it's the same. She has the same Holy Spirit within her that, that I have and that if we if we don't agree on something, um, if we don't have unity, we'll wait. Even when we have unity, we'll wait, and we'll wait for revelation. Because what we've learned through this spiritual leadership class and abiding is that God speaks to us in our Holy Spirit um, in the spiritual realm, and then He gives us progressive revelation in the natural world. Those things that we can see, touch feel experience and makes it very very clear to us and and that's really how you know to jump over out of marriage for a second jim and into business and that's really what we see in the business and um i can give you some dramatic examples that that uh, might help the listeners understand Okay. Well, we'll do that after the bottom of the half hour. So I'm going to keep that in mind, the dramatic examples after the bottom of the half hour. All right. You've been, just one more comment on the balancing act of marriage, fatherhood, and business. How hard has it been? You know, uh, it's it was, I would say that it was very hard at the beginning, and now it's very easy, very comfortable. And it had to do with my leadership at home and my accepting that I am the spiritual leadership at home. I'm the spiritual head of the house. I have to own that. And I think um, a lot of common mistakes I see with the men that I have the privilege of mentoring is they delegate, and they delegate a lot to their wives, including the spiritual head of the household, which, of course, is wrong. And... uh, I can only, uh, you know, say that because I did it wrong for a long time. Yeah, I think we've all done it wrong. All right, we've been getting to know Ed Coble. Ed Coble's involved in Impact Tampa Bay, and also God has been using Ed Coble and his business expertise to impact Tampa Bay business. Ed, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jim. All right, we started talking right before the bottom of the half hour about some dramatic examples of how God has been using you and your faith in business, and I interrupted you because we had to take the break. Talk to me about some of those dramatic examples of how God's been working. Well, you know, uh, we were saying before the break, Jim, just, um, you know, God speaks to us, uh, His Spirit to our spirit. So back in um, 2006 and 2007, I kept hearing from the Heavenly Father that, um, you know, to sell real estate assets and um and and it seemed crazy because uh if you remember back to those times i remember that was the boom i mean that was the the crescendo 06 07 real estate was crazy and um so um i started to think about that and and ask the lord what that looked like and and he said you know sell i want you to sell off you know, most of your real estate assets. So we began that process. And as we took a step in faith, Jim, what we started to see then was what I call progressive revelation. So God, through his Holy Spirit, spoke to my spirit about selling, real, uh, you know, our real estate portfolio. 
And um, then he started to show us why. In our business, you know, we do development and we, we acquire uh, commercial properties across the country. And we could typically pay $5 a square foot for land to build a public anchored shopping center. And what we started seeing in 6 and 7 was the prices on that land was were going from $5 to $8 to $10 to $15. And then, you know, so we were non-competitive. And then we would see people getting 100 and 110% financing on those projects. And that was part of God's revelation. And then through many other areas of, of uh, revelation, he showed us that this was not going to work. It was not going to last. So we redoubled our efforts, um, sold off almost all of our portfolio, and um, we were in a unique position to weather uh, the storm, which came in 2008. As you remember, in the fall 2008, the uh, worst crash since the Great Depression happened, real estate values plummeted, and here we were sitting with a a tremendous amount of liquidity and um, no real legacy issues. Hmm, That's fantastic. So, So what... The point of the story is is that you know God cares about your business, and um, He will give Christian businessmen and women um, divine leadership to see what other people don't see because we're following after Him, <laughs> and uh, and that and that happens uh, to us on a very very regular basis. Um, we see it, and of course, you know, in in the middle of two thousand nine, my staffs looking at me and said, "Okay, boss, what what are we going to do?" And we said, "You know." I don't know. The Lord hasn't really given us a plan yet. And then about the middle of the year, the Lord unveiled a plan, which was essentially go by on this correction. Now things are half off. And and so uh, we were able to do that. And um, to date, uh, you know, we've acquired nearly $4 billion worth of real estate across the United States at very, very discounted prices. Yeah, it's fantastic. That was the only people that could buy anything were people that had cash because you couldn't get financing for anything. So that's that's cool. And I and I you echo something that I I repeat with small business owners all the time is God cares about those details of your business if you'll just give them a chance to speak to you. And I think so. Do you think that this abiding that you talked about in the last half hour, how you learn just to be quiet in your quiet time and to really build on your relationship, did that enable you to hear God's voice? Well, it really did, and a, and a funny thing that uh, Dr. Blackaby taught us is, uh, you know, when God speaks to you in your quiet time, uh, what do you think you should do? And, you know, of course, our little group, we scratched our head and, you know, said, uh, uh, Don, and we all fumbled around for an answer. And Dr. Blackaby said, I think you should write it down. So journaling is important. When you hear things from the Lord, you need to write them down, and you need to pay attention to them, and you need to be obedient and surrender to them. And generally what I've found is... Uh, you know, his plans are not my plans, as we read in Isaiah. And, uh, you know, my plan in 06 and 07 was not to trim the sales, sell off, and not do anything for a period of time. That was not Ed Goble's plan. Right. And if you, But if you hadn't listened to God, where would you be today? I'll tell you, Jim, there would be a very high probability we would not be... Uh, possibly in business. I mean, the downside was so enormous that it uh, it was catastrophic. In fact, many, many of our peer group across the United States uh, have been wiped out uh, and are no longer in the business. And uh, we, we do a lot of counseling uh, for those dear friends who have lost everything mm. um, through this crisis and still have not been able to recover. Um, and, and so... Um, 
God wants to protect us, and God has special uh, wisdom for his people. Uh, we see that all through the Old Testament and New Testament. Um, and But so often, Jim, and this, this was me for 20 years, you know, I would go to God, you know, in my little six-minute quiet time and say, God, you know, I want to go do this. Please bless this. Uh, <laughs> rather than say, Lord, you know, uh, I'm surrendered, and uh, whether it's this business deal or you call me to go minister in Timbuktu, uh, what do you want today? Um, and uh, he is ever faithful. He loves to hear those prayers, and he and he loves to do his thing in the marketplace. I mean, look back at Jesus and what where Jesus spent most of his time. As we know, you know, the, the Pharisees, you know, he wouldn't make much progress with the Pharisees. <laughs> That's for sure. Most of his time, look at his disciples. I mean, they were not the religious leaders. Look at the, the uh, you know, Abraham was the largest businessman in the world at his time. The largest farmer, rancher in the world. God used businessmen and women all through the Old and New Testament. And I think a lot of times that's just sort of lost uh, as we read his word. All right. You're you're pretty outspoken in the Tampa Bay community about your faith. I mean, I, I would tell you, I've heard, I heard your name long before I ever got to meet you. How how does that raise the level of accountability for Ed Coble? Because everybody knows Ed Coble Everybody knows he's he's involved with Impact Tampa Bay. Everybody knows that you are a Christ follower because you put your faith out there. How has that impacted how you do business and how people do business with you? Well, I think that, um, you know, a lot of ways, um, I think people are looking for people to take a stand. Hmm. Um, They, you know, certainly don't have, you know, all Christian employees. Um, yet our employees see that we try to be consistent um, with, you know, what we're doing. And, uh, and we're trying to live out the gospel with, you know, our philanthropy and our giving, whether it's feeding children everywhere or, or the different things we do in Impact Tampa Bay. You know, we're trying to be out there as a witness for him, and we're witnessing to employees and vendors and suppliers. And, you know, so... It certainly does raise the bar of of integrity, I guess you would say, you know, within, starting with me, but throughout the organization. Um, and, um, and you, you know, it, you know, you do, it does lead you to try to be as intentional and, uh, and, and as transparent as you can be, you know, certainly sure. not without, you know, we're not by far not perfect and we, and we mess up and you know we gotta go back and, and apologize and and straighten things out from time to time for no doubt about it yeah people ever make fun of you for your faith yeah you know yeah i would say you know every week <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah we hear things in the marketplace though they'll sort of come back but you know on the other hand you know what's strange jim a lot of times over the years those people uh, that that we've heard have done that, you know. Sadly, you know, a lot of times they'll hit a crisis. You know, uh, a wife gets hit with cancer or something, and and those people come around and say, "Look, you know, I don't have what you have. Um, would you pray for me? Would you pray for my wife? You know." And um, and and those are those are great moments because you realize what the Holy Spirit's been doing 
you know, through through our testimony, but also in that person, you know, just drawing that person close. And and as as you said, you know, in your show opening, you know, um, it sounds sounds like in Tampa Bay, there's a you know million people going to church and three and a half million not, you know, and and those are those are pretty good numbers. So you know, most of the people we're running into our day-to-day marketplace they're not going to church they don't have a pastor <laughs> all right we've been talking with ed coble on how god is using ed coble to impact tampa bay business as a business owner as a business leader as a father husband and business guy ed you said something earlier that i just love and i want to make sure we highlight it for those people that may just be tuning in in the last 15 minutes of their commute home you talked about abiding and you talked about just how that made such an impact learning to abide in the lord making an impact on your relationship with him you know one of the things i wanted is for you to give advice to that christian business owner who really is struggling with how do they incorporate christ into their workplace it's such a struggle and you and i know that we both have done business with people who who said they were Christ followers. Actually, they said they were Christians. They never said they were Christ followers and ended up not being such a pleasant business transaction. And so these people need encouragement on how to incorporate their faith in Christ. What kind of advice would you give and how would abiding fit into that? Well, I'd say two two steps. One, um, we're trying to teach as many people who want to come along and learn uh, this, this abiding. It's 13 weeks. Um, it's free. Uh, we're going to launch classes in March here at our headquarters at uh, West Shore Kennedy. Uh, we're going to have a Monday morning class, 7 to 8, and a Monday class, uh, noon, uh, 12 to 1. So if anybody uh, in your audience is a business uh, leader is interested in that, they can email you, Jim, and then we can uh, get them into that class. It's free, um, and it's, uh, it's, in, it's fun. It'll, it'll absolutely turn your life upside down. And then uh, we offer LifeWork Leadership, and uh, we're we're on uh, about our eighth year here, uh, offering life work leadership in the Tampa Bay area. We've had hundreds of uh, of executives and business owners graduate, and um, that will teach you uh, sort of the day by day. How do you take the precepts of the Christian faith and live them out uh, in in your business, whatever your business may be? Uh, you know, we had doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, all shapes, sizes, and colors, and. And it's been a blast to, to bring that to Tampa Bay. Um, we're having another record year in, in, uh, in our life work uh, ministry. Um, we think uh, where the Lord's leading now, we might actually have two classes starting this fall. Oh, uh, fantastic. And that's, uh, that's, that's brewing out there, Jim. So uh, those are the two uh, most important steps I could give your uh, listening audience today. And outside of LifeWork Leadership, because that is, it, it, it fits some people, and I've and I, sometimes people want to go through LifeWork Leadership, and then they want to go into something deeper. Have you ever been involved with some of those outside groups like C12 or um, the uh, Truth at Work people or some of those other groups that actually do a monthly discipleship program that that goes on and on and on? you ever been involved in anything, anything I, like that? I, no, I was involved for C12 until, until you know, I launched uh, LifeWork Leadership. And okay. It, time the time but what we recommend to people is um you know uh life work leadership which is a nine-month program mm -hmm. and uh and then plugging into c12 uh you know uh, right after that um and you, you can do both at the same time some people don't have that much available time but uh c12 is fantastic uh, we highly recommend it and um we we try to refer all of our uh life work graduates to uh the c12 
Fantastic. All right, as we close out the show, listening audience, just has your life been radically affected by Christ? Are you running a business? Does it look different than your competition run by a non-Christ follower? Are you perplexed on how to incorporate your faith so that your business does look and feel different? If these questions or today's topic finds you desiring a deeper understanding of how to fit God into your workplace, then I ask you to check out Business His Way. It's a biblical mentoring process designed for you to learn how to follow our Lord in your workplace, brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay and I Work For Him. For more information, just contact me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. And next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be having a wide open call-in show talking about ministry in the workplace and what it looks like and how it looks like and we're going to open that up for call-ins for people who have had an opportunity to share their faith in the workplace and how it's made an impact on their fellow employees. You know, my sponsors are people I trust, people that you can trust. Please do business with them. Thanks today to the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, Ross Harrop with C12, Tampa Bay, Luke Andrews with Generation Mortgage and Charles Ruttenberg Real Estate, Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management, specializing in search engine optimization, Gary Melanowski with Chick-fil-A, Seminole Boulevard, and Park Boulevard. Boulevard, right there in Seminole. Eric Most with Most Insurance, 2B1 Ministries, and Marriage Mentoring for All Couples, offered by 2B1 Ministries. And, of course, Platinum Information Services with Jim Brangenberg. Look for links to their company websites listed on our website, iWorkForHim.com. On the iWorkForHim website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. Thank you to my guest today, Ed Coble. It was a pleasure having you on the show, Ed. Hey, thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. And it's just been awesome. I appreciate you sharing your testimony. It's made an impact, and I'm sure that God will continue to use you in a mighty way here in Tampa Bay. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls and keeping me on time, well, just about. If you found today's show inspiring or challenging, could you let me know? Just send me an email. Love to get some feedback. Words of affirmation of one of my love languages. Let me know. That'd be fantastic. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at IWorkForHim.com. And if you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg, right here on Inspiration AM 1110. WTIS. I'm a Christ follower, Tampa Bay. I own my own business. I don't know about you, but I work for him.